0: When else are we going to talk talk for an hour straight like this? Never. Yeah. Never. Never. This man. would never fucking happen because we'd be at a party and someone would interrupt. or blah, blah, blah. So here's just like, just you and me. It's an excuse to really like fucking sit down and talk and chill. Yeah. Which never happens. You know?
1: uh, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was just <clears throat> listening to one of Joe Rogan's podcasts yesterday yeah. and he was talking about how awesome his podcast has been for him. He's like, man, I, I have so many cool friends all over the place <laughs> and... I've got so much better at storytelling, but yeah. exactly that it's just a good like format. Like it's it like, what,
0: if I told you, Hey man, would you like to come to my place and talk to me for one hour? You'd be like, Oh, that's fucking weird. But if you say, Hey, you want to do a podcast? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Or you'd be like, fuck yeah. Like I'm so down. Yeah. It's so, so different. You know? For
1: sure. You're not going to talk about really interesting. Well, sometimes you do. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes you do, but yeah, it's like you're not going to bring up all these obscure topics just like, no. "Hey bro, <laughs> have you ever thought about the universe and how it's like super <laughs> weird and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: totally.
0: <laughs> and yeah, man, there's so much to talk about. Like, I could talk about so much bullshit, but yeah, just ask away whatever." Yeah, you, whatever I know.
1: You. That's why I wanted to have you on here. Um, I remember when I First made my website and I was like, man, we got to do a podcast sometime. Yeah. But I honestly was too afraid. That's like the the complete truth. I was like, I can't do that yet. I need to get my website up and like learn how to do all this. Interesting. And now we're like two years later or three years later. Yeah. And I'm not afraid at all. Like this is nice. feels so exciting. I was like, could barely sleep last night. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. Dude, On yeah. Monday, I was like, should I, should I tell him how pumped I am to like do this podcast? I was like, no, no, I'll just like show up all excited <laughs> and save it for then. But this is like so fun for me now. It's it's man, so, so interesting. It makes
0: me want to fucking do a podcast. Yeah, too.
1: you could do one. You'd probably have could, a really yeah. sweet... you'd have a sick podcast. Yeah, I think. man,
0: it'd be so much fun, man. Oh, too bad I'm moving and like. What is it today? 22nd? In three weeks, I leave Toronto. Yeah. Straight up. Damn.
1: Where are you moving? Like, why are you, why are you leaving? I just got well, here. Well,
0: I mean, I have, so I have this big dream, right? I don't know if I told you about this, actually. You, may, you, you, you have, have told me. Told me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just
1: doing it for the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, I have this big dream. And the dream is to represent Mexico in the Winter Olympics as a cross-country skier. And so, basically, it's, like, it's basically, like, um, what's that movie? It's called Cool Runnings. You ever heard of this movie? Yeah. With the Jamaican bobsled team? Yep. It's the same thing, man. I mean, it's, like, there's not very many Mexican cross-country skiers, obviously. There's no fucking snow in Mexico. And, um, <clears throat> so, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna straight up go for it, dude. So, I've, I've been training here in Toronto for two years now, but it's not, like, optimal training, you know, facilities here, obviously. I mean toronto the nearest place is about an hour 15 away and even then like the snow isn't that that good there's not always snow and then canmore there's this place called the canmore nordic center and it's basically like the best place to ski in canada okay like i had this coach so basically i got to toronto i hadn't trained a single fucking time in my life i didn't even know like there's two styles of skiing there's like classic skiing there's like uh, skate skiing. I didn't even know that. I just, I just saw the sport and I was like, Oh fuck, that looks like a cool sport, man. I think I'm going to try and do it in Toronto when I move there. And so I literally like Googled like Toronto Nordic ski teams and the U of T ski, uh, ski team came up. I was like, Oh cool. I'm going to send an email. So I sent an email to the guy and the guy doesn't answer. So two months later I send another email and I say, hey, I'm interested in doing a master's degree at the U of T, which was total bullshit. I, I do not want to go to school ever again. I fucking hate school. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later. Nice. <clears throat> but up. um, yeah, so I said that and the guy was like, oh yeah, totally. You can come to this like training session we're going to have. You can come and meet the gang and see if you're interested or not, whatever. So anyways, I meet this guy there and his name is Eric Matheson. He's like the coach. Well, he used to be the coach there. And he basically goes like, yeah, man. I mean, if you want to train with us for sure, why not? You know? And I'm like, listen, to be honest with you, I don't really want to do a master's degree. I'm probably not even going to go to U of T. And he was like, that's cool, man. You can still train with us. So like he, we just developed this like fucking friendship that was so awesome because it was real. It was genuine. It wasn't like, oh, I am the coach and you are the skier or you are the athlete and I'm the coach or I'm being paid for this or anything. It was just like, yo, we know each other and we can like, we can do things for each other. Cause I had a car, had a car. So I took him to the ski place, to the, to the ski training place or whatever. And then he would coach me. Right. So we developed this like really cool relationship anyway. So I've been training here for two, two years now. And I asked him, I was like, yo, what is the best place to train in Canada? And he said, Canada, Alberta.
1: So that's where I'm going. So you're going for it.
0: Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, man.
1: So how did you come up with the dream of trying to go to the olympics
0: it all started in like 2009 more or less i was working in michigan for this guy who owned this like like nordic training center more or less he like owns these like little cabins that are right beside this training center and i just kind of worked for him and the, the way i met that guy is a weird story too like i was literally hanging out at my friend's place and i used to sleep over at his place all the time And one day I wake up at his house and this dude, this, like, 45-year-old American guy is there. This is in Mexico. And he's, like, telling us all these stories and shit and, like, talking for, like, an hour straight without stopping. And I'm, like, holy fuck, who is this guy? He was one of those guys that's, like, this guy is not asleep. Like, he's fucking wide awake. He doesn't give a fuck. And he lives his life like he wants to live it. And I love fucking meeting people like that. I love that. Yeah. It's so good. Most people are walking around fucking sleeping. And... You can tell like what they say, they're saying it because it's what what they're supposed to say or what they've been told to say or whatever. This guy was straight up being like, you need to get yourself to a financial situation in which you don't kiss ass. I hate kissing ass, had to do it my whole life. Now I don't want to do it. So that's why I'm in this financial situation. Like he was talking for like an hour straight, man. Anyways, I kept talking to this guy and later on he invited us. He had these like apartments in this really nice beach in Mexico and he invited us there to my friend and his mom and, and myself. And I was like, yo, Bob, like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, not much, man. And I'm like, do you think I could get a job over there in Michigan where you live? And he's like, I don't really need you, man, but why not? Come on over. So I literally just went to his place, this this little place called Ironwood, Michigan. It's like 2,000 people there. And he owns this little, like, it's called Wolverine Village. There are these cabins that are right beside the Nordic Training Center in in um in Ironwood. And he basically, like, Teams come to those cabins and stay there while they're training and stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I was working for him at the time. I didn't know anything about Nordic skiing or cross-country skiing or anything. And I was working with this other kid who was also a skier. And he mentioned it like super nonchalantly. He was like, wait, you're from Mexico, right? Man, why don't you try making it to the Olympics as a cross-country skier? What do you think of that? And this was like 2009, so like nine years ago. And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds like a good idea, man. And I was like, not really thinking about it too much, but it like planted a seed inside my brain, man. That way later, maybe like four years later, I started to be like, okay, maybe I can actually do this.
1: Yeah. I was going to say nine <clears throat> years ago is before I even met you.
0: Yeah. Before I even met you. Yeah, and when I first met you, I wasn't thinking about that at all. I no. was thinking
1: about like graduating
0: and like university and all this shit. And you know, like you, you take the fucking path in life that everyone takes. You go to university, you do your degree, all this bullshit. So that's what I was. I was in that gear at the time in university. I was like, okay, I'm going to get my degree. I was going to become a professor. I was going to, I was doing like anthropology. So I was like, wow, that's going to be amazing. Oh my God, my life and this and that. And then I started like talking to like, so first off I went to like the advisor. I was like, listen, um, so I'm doing anthropology. What am I supposed to do? Like, what do I do with my fucking life here? Like, I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just like an automatic. Right now, like everyone else is. I really want to know what what the fuck the point of this whole thing is. She's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I was thinking of being a professor. How do I become a professor? She's like, well, why don't you just go up to a professor and ask them how they got there, what their life is like, blah, blah, blah. Think for yourself, man. And I was like, holy fuck. I've never thought for myself in my entire life. I've been in school for fucking 15 whatever years. And I've never thought for myself because I don't teach you how to do that, right? They teach you how to like follow the rules. I fucking hate
1: that man I love this because this is something I've talked about a bunch and a, a a lot yeah and like I didn't have I didn't come from like an insanely strict family and by mm-hmm. any means but mm-hmm. I had parents who were like this is what you should do yeah and I didn't <clears throat> think for myself until like mid-university when I was like whoa I don't even like any of these things <laughs> and I was kind of like all right all right and then I still tried it out and I was like I don't like this at all yeah This still doesn't work and yeah, now man. I'm here with like a way different vision in my head hell yeah and it's like yeah it's Dude, exactly yeah, what you're, you're saying. actually
0: one of those few people that I know that are actually doing things that like you're doing it for a good reason, not just cause like, Oh, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do, man. You know, I guess this is life, so nothing to do about it. Then just do it. You know, Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, yeah. So the, this lady's like, yeah, go talk to a professor. I said, okay, I'm going to go talk to a fucking professor. So I talked to the man, holy shit, their lives suck this one lady, she was this gorgeous, beautiful, like half native, half white lady who was like in her mid thirties. And she was like, Oh, you want to be a professor? Okay. So this is my life right now. Let me explain it to you. I was like, okay. She was like, so first I was doing my bachelor's degree in anthropology. And I was thinking to myself, as soon as I graduate, then my life will begin. Then I finished that. And I wanted to get a master's degree. And I said, as soon as I finish this master's degree, then my life will begin. And then I said, well, I got to do a PhD now. So throughout my whole PhD, I thought the exact same thing. And then I thought, okay, once I get a job, then my life will begin as a professor. And she's like, well, now I'm in this job. And guess what? There's about 150 other people trying to get my job. So on top of trying to like teach my lessons and and be able to be a good professor, I have to constantly keep publishing papers and doing all these kinds of research. So that my credit is still up and I keep my job. So I'm fighting to keep my job nonstop. This fucking pressure was inside her at all times, in her mind, just to keep a fucking job. She had no peace. She had no time for herself. She had nothing, man. She wow. had nothing. She basically was a slave
1: if she wanted to keep that job. And she's willing to actually lay it out for you like that. Yeah. I she feel dropped- like most, most people would just be like, yeah, it's a great career. It's a great career, you, you know? know? It's a great career. And <laughs> you should probably do it because you'll end up with a nice dependable salary. And, exactly. And a dependable lifestyle. Yep.
0: Yeah, but dude, she laid it on me, and thank God she did, because I might have been her right now if it wasn't for her, because she told me the fucking truth. So back then, I was in that gear, and then I kind of switched gears as soon as I realized, like, wait a second here, like, maybe I don't want to live my life like this, right? And then, you know, you go on and off the track, and I ended up saying, like, okay, I want to move to Toronto and start developing, like, a film career of some sort. So I ended up here. At first, I was driving an Uber because I didn't have another job and finally got this internship at this production company, and that was alright, and then I got the job, and that job was like a living hell, dude, it was so much fucking pressure, like, I never was fully rested in my mind, I felt like it was always in the back of my mind, I didn't sleep good, I was gaining all this fucking weight, I was looking at pictures of myself, like, like, yesterday, my face was so fucking fat, man,
1: I was just like, like, I think I weighed... I can't even picture you putting on weight, really. It's, I, like, you're know, like a man. tall, skinny guy.
0: I'm usually been like a pretty skinny guy, dude, yeah, even yeah. though I eat quite a bit, but I was so stressed that I was, like, eating nonstop in that fucking job, man. Yeah. Like, all I did in my life was do my job or work and then escape reality because I was just so stressed and, like, strung up whatever. <clears throat> and so, basically, my life consisted of I would get up in the morning, feel pretty shitty, go to work, feel stressed as fuck the whole time, thinking about like oh shit wait in two weeks this is happening in one week this is happening and always like and for some people these kinds of things come easily to them but my mind doesn't work that way my mind is not very objective um it's very subjective like I'm more like a feelings touchy-feely kind of a guy like I can move around I can feel emotions really well but I can't fucking add one plus one like it's weird like my mind just doesn't work that way like I would forget things all the time and this is like a job where you cannot forget anything they would be like hey when's this job shooting when's this commercial shooting when is this and I'd be like Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh my God. And so one year of that, man. And you know, like for example, I would, t- t- so you can picture it. I would work and then I would come home and then I would have like three or four, well, maybe like two or three, six packs inside my fridge. I would drink one or two beers or three beers, get drunk by myself. And then it would be like, Oh, I'm fucking drunk. I don't care. I'm going to order a pizza Order a pizza, eat the whole fucking thing. Feel like shit. Oh my God. No, no, no. Watch Netflix. The only thing I did in my life was escape reality and work. It It was so shitty. Like, the only thing that was going well in my life was my career. Everything else was down the fucking toilet. But guess what? If I went to a dinner table and people asked me, hey, what are you fucking... um, What do you do? I would say, oh, I'm an office manager at this amazing production company. And people would say, wow, you're such a fucking help to our society. But inside, I was fucking dying. Right? It was really shitty. So, once I had like the, you know, once I was brave enough to quit, which to be honest with you, it was like a half quit, half got fired kind of thing. Like we had a discussion. We were like, okay, we both want the same thing here. Yeah. We both want
1: me e- to not be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, I mean, clearly your attitude towards it and the fact yeah. that you weren't enjoying it was coming through in, no, in what you so. were doing. Well, you
0: know what? Here's the thing though. I was very good at faking it. My, my boss at the end was like, I had no idea you were stressed out like that. He's a fucking great guy, this guy. I love him. But um, he was like, I had no idea you were so stressed out, man. And, I, because I faked it. Cause like the whole, the biggest thing that was killing me in that job was this fucking fake thing that you had to do. You had to pretend that you liked everyone at your job. You, you, cause like all the relationships I had there in a certain way were were fake because the reason I had these relationships was so I could keep my job. Not so that I could, you know, not cause I really liked the person, right? Now that I'm out of there, of course I still keep like some relationships. Like I like some of the people. But a lot of them, I just pretended to like them. And I was living this fucking fake. Fic- I would wake up in the morning, pretend to be someone else, and that would be my day. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. Well, dude, now in Canmore, I'm, I might get this job as like a fucking like meat processing packaging assistant or some shit. And I'm going to smell meat all day, which is going to suck. It's going to pay like maybe 16 to 17 bucks an hour, which is decent. And it's going to yeah. have a pretty good schedule, like Monday to Friday. But the best thing about that is that probably the dudes that work there are, like, some ratty motherfuckers that don't give a fuck. I'm going to walk in there and be like, what's up, motherfuckers? And be myself. (laughs) Not be like, good morning, Mr. whatever, whatever. Yes, it's a beautiful day out there, isn't it? Like, all this fake bullshit. Yeah. That's what I'm going to love about that job. And obviously, like, I mean,
1: I'm not going to love the job, but it's going to be nice to be able to be myself. For sure. You don't have to, like, hide behind some kind of veil or anything. Exactly. Yeah. That's the one thing, um... I, I think it's actually really hard in this day and age. And like, I love Toronto. It's actually growing on me a lot more than I thought it would. Nice, nice. Um, like, yeah, I now. yeah, there's so it's much so cool, cool stuff here, but sure. there's such a, like a business atmosphere and there's like, it's a lot harder than I think anyone realizes to balance the expectations around you mm-hmm. with you actually being yourself and living Dude. exactly how you want to live. And that's like, actually so much harder than people realize. A lot of people might be like, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. It would take a lot of sitting down and self-analyzing to think about it and yeah. to really be like, follow, look, following your gut and, you know, kind of being aware of whether it's actually what you would want to be doing. Yeah. Or if it's regardless, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to get to the point of doing what you want to be doing, but yeah. is it, is it actually even getting you in that direction?
0: Exactly. You know? Yeah, man, I completely agree, dude. It's so hard to, to really truly be yourself just because of all the expectations and all the shit you're supposed to do. And nah, 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 nah. Man, it's taking me years to get to a point where I don't give a fuck. And I still have a lot of I don't give a fuck to go to. Like, I want to get to a point where I literally do not give
1: a fuck. Yeah. That's going to
0: be the day of my, uh, you're of so, my life. You're
1: so... You probably don't... Uh, you <laughs> care way less than almost anyone I even know. And, like... I remember when I first met you, I don't know if you were putting those videos out right when I met you or I a couple years already, later. Yeah. Okay. Already, yeah. I think that was it. I met you at like that summer tree planting. And then yeah. that throughout the next year you started posting videos and I was like, damn, these are sick videos. <laughs> and it was you like in the road being like, I'm so afraid to make this video right now, but I'm doing it anyway. Cause fuck you. Yeah. Cause fuck it. I yeah, have man. to get over it. Like, <laughs> well, how am I ever going to get over it? Yeah. yeah unless yeah. I just start doing shit that scares me. Yeah, and man. it was like that kind of video for like three years. And I was like, damn, this is really sick. That's sick, man. Thank and you. And yeah, I don't even think that I was thinking about it today when I was kind of trying to come up with questions for you. Mm-hmm. And really I didn't come up with a single question. We'll probably just go on a rant and it'll just work out. And yeah, then, yeah. 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 I'll probably have to cut it down to be like an hour long, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I first started getting into that kind of content a lot more because you were posting a ton of it, oh, and you were reading all these interesting books about meditating and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gave me this audio file about it was like a breathing oh, the meditation. Breathing one, yeah. Thing. What
0: the fuck was his name? Andrew um, Dr. Whale. Andrew Wheel. Andrew yeah, Wheel. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. And. I say. And then I started reading books about that kind of thing and I got yeah, way more into like personal growth and kind of, Self. it just made me way more aware. Yeah, like, yeah. Self-awareness. Like I always yeah, bring like... it back to self-awareness yeah, and I, sometimes I feel like I'm a broken record because all my content g- goes back to that. <laughs> but I feel like following your, your gut or your intuition is. It's exactly. you actually f- looking so hard at what you want and mm-hmm. what you... Um, like what you actually like and -hmm. what kind of situations were actually good and made you happy in the past. Mm -hmm. And you have to be completely self-aware and self-analyzing to actually be doing that, you know?
0: Yeah, man. A hundred percent, dude. It's, it's a huge thing. And it's crazy because like back in like, maybe like four or five years ago, it wasn't that big of a, of a thing. Like, the whole self-awareness thing. Like, now, like, are you, are you on YouTube, it's fucking packed with that kind of shit. Yeah. Which is amazing, because everybody's getting into this shit. There's a, there's a fucking awakening happening, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. The consciousness shift. I mean, I, I really do hope it's, like, the, you know, the world changes in how it is right now, because, you know... I you know, think... It's a whole bunch of bullshit right now.
1: Yeah. I think it... <laughs> I think it, like a
0: bitch saying that, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> dude, I think it is. I think there's a huge shift. Yeah. Like, I... I don't know many people who are really into this stuff. You're you a guy I know who's really into it. Like, mm-hmm. who else do I talk to? I had like friends in different corners all over the place who yeah, like, were yeah. like were into it. Yeah. But like, but I've like, like moved to Toronto and I've somehow made all these friends who are super into it, and they're way more into it than I am. And I yeah. going, I've like been going and like hanging out with them, and they just talk about shit that is way out there for me.
0: Hell yeah! Man. And
1: I'm getting so much more into it, and I feel like spirituality as a whole has this whole. By the popular, I mean the the mainstream? general public. Yeah, it's yeah. got this image of being this like hippy dippy bullshit. Yeah, it does. But man. All the it's stuff so that's awesome. yeah, all the stuff that spirituality teaches is actually like really practical stuff. Just kind of with a more enlightened explanation to it.
0: A hundred percent.
1: man. Like it's like how do you get the things you want in your life, or how do you be happier? Yeah. How do you? stop worrying about things that are just holding you back. It's like literally all those things just with a little more, it's more of like a spiritual twist on it, you know? See, like what I like to do is, I mean,
0: a friend pointed it out in a very cool way. I think he said, um, fuck, I forgot how he expressed it, but basically like talking about deep concept, deep concepts in a very light-hearted way, because you can get to a point where you're talking about this whole spiritual stuff where it gets like cheesy and corny and way too much way out of hand it's like alright bring it down a fucking notch man yeah. so like I start talking about a more in a more light hearted way so like in my videos man there's like I film so many times where I get like way too fucking deep to a point where it's almost cringy it's like alright take it back a notch man relax and just talk about it in a chill way and so this whole thing about like people looking at the spirituality is this like heavy thing like there's all these videos online of people being like how to um, picture your future and make it come true what the fuck is it yeah law of attraction law of attraction
1: manifesting how
0: to manifest a million dollars and all this shit and blah 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 it's too much man like I I almost kind of believe in that sort of stuff in a way I do in a way I don't like all I'm trying to say here's that I like talking about these things a lot, but in a very lighthearted way. So that everyone can see it and say, okay, sweet. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Like, for example, I have this friend who's not into that kind of stuff at all, but we're really good friends. And um, so one time I posted a video where I said something like, it was like talking about that song in kindergarten, like, row, row, your boat, life is but a dream or whatever. And basically the whole video, I'm just saying like, life is just a dream. And he was like, we were, we were drunk and he was like, "Ah, oh, you're a pussy, man. What are you fucking talking about? All that bullshit. Like life is just a dream. Man. Yeah. And I was like, listen, man, let me tell you how this matters. Because once you like really deepen that fact that life is just a dream, you don't, you start to not give a fuck. And then I got up and I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I started screaming it in the middle of the bar and like that type of shit this guy likes. This guy likes me getting up in the middle of the bar and yelling out, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right. But he doesn't like the whole dream, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping the the, the the gift in this weird wrapping that he's not into. So you almost have to like switch it around and talk about different shit, you know? Yeah. So that's what I like to do, man. When I'm talking to someone that's not into that type of stuff, I always go into their like almost dimension and talk to them in that sort of way so that it doesn't become this whole like, oh, what? Spirituality? Get away from me kind of thing.
1: It's hard to get into that stuff with people who aren't super into it. Yeah. Well, you can, it's just like, you got to like, you're not diving into it and using all the like spirituality terms exactly. and stuff. Cause as soon as you pull out like a weird term, people are like, all right, yeah, yeah whatever, man. Yeah. Totally. Whatever. Yeah, man. yeah, But when it comes to law of attraction, mm-hmm. um, this has become a really interesting thing <clears throat> because I've been talking to a few different people mm-hmm. on these podcasts mm-hmm. and I've got a couple more people I'm, I'm lined up to talk to. Mm-hmm. And all of these people are into Law of Attraction. Interesting. And they're not necessarily into the magic side of it. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are like, oh, if you dream it, yeah. it'll show up in one way or another. Yeah. And I was watching a YouTube video about this same thing. Like a big spirituality guy was talking about it, he was like, dude, you can visualize a Ferrari every day and cover all your walls and vision boards of Ferraris. And just sit in your room and do nothing. And you're never, exactly. ever going to have a Ferrari.
0: Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> like, but... If the law of attraction does something, what it does is it creates... It gives you what you need to get what you want. Mm-hmm. It gives you the lessons and the opportunities or the things you have to get over yeah, to get yeah, what yeah. you want. It's not just going to give you a Ferrari.
0: Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's a part of everything. Like, look, I have this fucking poster over there. You can see it over, like, all these Olympic cross-country skiers. I mean, to me, it's very simple. You just look at it every day and you remind yourself, like, oh, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to go. And you just, like you're just kind of, like, converting or, like, switching all the fucking neurons in your brain more towards that kind of imaging, that kind of thinking. You're just changing your thoughts, man. You can, like, consciously change your thoughts so that you can subconsciously make better decisions that you want to make. Whatever, man. For sure. I mean, you can you can look at it in so many different ways. I mean, the law of attraction can be, like, oh, I grew up in, like, a dysfunctional family, so I'm going to be attracted to, like, other dysfunctional people or whatever. I'm going to end up in, like, dysfunctional relationships because I've been around dysfunctional people my whole life. It's the same thing. You're just basically, like, trying to, like, get closer to the things that you want to be. That's it. You're putting it in your mind. Therefore, you're putting it in your, like, external reality kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's how I look at it. It's pretty simple, you know? For sure. It's not like woo-woo bullshit, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it, in my mind, it's just the power of intention in the end. Mm-hmm. And... Like you, I look at times in my life and no offense to anyone who might think that I'm talking about them, but like friends I know who like have no intention Mm -hmm. of any sort and they just kind of are just doing their thing. It's like, you're kind of just blowing with the wind in whatever direction and whatever circumstances come to you Mm -hmm. if you have no intention. Right. And like, I know you are a guy who just from, since I've known you, you're like, I want to make a bunch of YouTube videos you just started doing that. And then you're like, I want to work in film. And yeah. you're just moved to Toronto and started yeah. doing that, got a good job. Yeah. And now you're like, I just want to be in the Olympics and train for <laughs> ski. And you're just doing that. And it's like, yeah. you might not think of yourself as someone who's journaling, like your intentions every day, but you yeah. like know exactly what you're going for all the time. Yeah, I do. And man. it's like a common theme with everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of when I wanted to be like a sponsored snowboarder so bad. It was just a pure intention. Like so, so That's deep. So cool, and man. all I did was want that. And, and it's like. I don't know that the law of attraction magically made it happen. I think it's just when you know what you want, you're Mm -hmm. aware and you're slightly taking steps to get there. And like, I think it applies to almost everything. Like, let's say if you want a a promotion, you're Mm going to, you're just going to be aware of opportunities to like promote yourself. Or if you want, Mm -hmm. like if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to, Even if you're not an entrepreneur yet, you're going to be doing things and taking advantage of opportunities to learn things that are going to get you there. A hundred percent. And even in relationships, it's like if you know that your relationship is what you want is a healthy mutual relationship with someone, Mm -hmm. then when opportunities come around and you might be dating someone and it's just like you have terrible communication or something like that, you're going to be like, this is not getting me to my intended end result, which is a healthy, happy relationship. Yeah. So you're going to be like, maybe the best thing for me to do is to not do this or yeah. so, And you're going to do that with all the, all the different things. Like I don't think it, the law of attraction has to be magical or anything.
0: Yeah, man, it really doesn't. It's pretty simple. Um, so
1: you did a Ted talk in Mexico recently.
0: Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah like <laughs> how did you do that? How did you get in on that? Cause I know you were doing a Ted talk mm-hmm. at the university in Mexico that you got expelled from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, hi, the, well, it's like a high school. It's like a, it's a private school that starts from like kindergarten and goes all the way till the end of high school. Okay. So it was kind of crazy, man, because I went to that really nice, it was like, it's literally the best school in Monterrey, Mexico, this big industrial city in Mexico. <clears throat> it's like the best private school, most expensive fucking school there is. And my parents had a really hard time paying for it, us four siblings going to that school. And I went there since the beginning, since like even before kindergarten, it's called like nursery. So from nursery all the way up, up until my very last semester of high school, that's when I got expelled after 14 and a half years of going to this fucking school, I didn't get to graduate because I got expelled because I stole an exam. Let me say it all in a in TED talk. Book. Yeah. 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 So I stole an exam and all this shit and I got expelled. And then what was it? Like, 10 years later or so I got invited to go back and, and, and give a talk. I mean, it wasn't like the fucking principal was like, called me up and said, Rodrigo, we miss you out here. We need you, sir. We need you to do a talk. No, it was like my sister's friend was doing the talk was doing like the whole event. So she like contacted me cause she saw like, I did like this like documentary about like what happened to me when I went to Victoria, the whole like manic face stuff. And she saw it and she was like, yo, come, come do this talk over here. I was like, well, fuck yeah. And I was like, can I swear? Can I talk about shitting my pants? Can I do this? And then after all these questions, and I was like, yeah, I, have, I think I have a talk prepared and man, I was so fucking nervous. I don't seem that nervous in the, in the, in the video miraculously, but my throat was so dry the whole time, dude. I couldn't believe it. I don't know how I survived the whole fucking thing.
1: You played it off pretty well. Like yeah, you don't know, yeah. you don't look nervous one bit right I know, from the start. Man.
0: It's crazy. I, I was watching myself. I was like, fuck, I don't look nervous at all, but I was so nervous, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like it, that happens a lot. Like When you're talking to someone, you're probably thinking like, oh, I seem this way. I seem that way. Maybe I'm looking like this right now. You're probably not, man. You probably seem like pretty fucking normal.
1: Yeah, for sure. For Mm -hmm. sure. Everyone experiences that, you know, growing up, especially like years ago, I was actually a lot. I was way more shy than I am now, like years ago. Interesting. For sure. Like you probably when I met you, I was even well, actually, that, that was a new tree planting thing. That was like,
0: yeah. Everyone well, in tree a planting, man, everyone's, anyway. well, here's the thing, in tree planting, everyone's personality just, like, completely changes in a way.
1: It's so true. Like, you can yeah. just be
0: whoever you want to be in tree planting, man. It's so man, beautiful.
1: I was in, for my first two seasons tree planting, I was, like, I got up there and I was, I was just, like, weird. You felt weird? I felt, I did not feel like myself at all. I was, like, get me out of here. But really? I hated it the first season. And then I went back the second season. And I still hated it, but I just made so much money and it was so, so <laughs> good because of that. That I just like. I'm trying to picture. How well it did out. you do second year? Were you like. You were like top 10 for sure. In second year I was. Yeah. What were you like. Weren't you like really oh, really man. good? I think I was fourth or something. Fuck yeah. I remember
0: that year man. Yeah. yeah. You did so well. Anyways dude. You go to tree planting man. That's the best part about it. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah. It was like an adult summer camp. With a lot of hard work. It's honestly like it's like 95% really hard shitty work. But
1: man like. For one sure. experience dude man I, I think it was one of the best things i ever did me too man and a lot of people they ask me questions about it and I'm, I'm like you don't get it like i can't even describe <laughs> it i can't even describe it you can't it's not man. that i'm trying to like sound like i'm better than anyone it's like yeah i can't describe what it was like yeah, it's just the craziest thing in the world you're in a forest <laughs> it's like you're in a lawless state yeah you're like a separate Complete world with a separate society. Suddenly, there's no more norms except for these weird bush norms of like (laughs) camp, where it's like if you don't shotgun beer, I don't know. It's like (laughs) there are like so many weird things, you know. Shotgun beer, the bush pageants where everyone's running around like it's a different uh, dimension,
0: man. It's like that's what life would be like if there weren't all these weird fucking rules that we have in this in this society over here. Yeah, and basically that's the way life would be if nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. Because you just get there and you're like, okay, like whatever I'm going to, it's like whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Same thing in tree planting. Man, it was just like, I just felt like I didn't give a fuck, man. It's like, yeah, drink tonight and then go home, go work and fucking work, hangover, over, hung over, whatever. Like just this whole, all this blur of crazy shit, but then you're working so fucking hard. There was this vibe of like, just work as hard as you fucking can. And you felt so good at the end of the day when you had a hard day and you yeah. made good money. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like all these like hippie losers like that aren't doing shit all kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't care. Party and love. And there was that part there. But there was also all this hard
1: fucking work that felt good, man. Oh, yeah. It's so fulfilling. <laughs> and it's also like such a good... It actually is such a good character builder, man. Dude, the biggest Dude. character builder is. I bike to work every day now. And it's like a half hour bike ride. Mm-hmm. And half the people at my job are like, you you bike to work, man. Like you're like sweating by the time you get here. And I'm like, it's literally nothing guys. Like I don't like it. And then it rains and I put on a raincoat and I still They're bike. like, wow. And they're like, it man, rain? it was so shitty out. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. I feel so bad for you. And I'm like, dude, I don't care at all. Like I don't care even one bit that it's raining. And literally it's because of tree planting. Yeah, like man. in my head, I want to be like, you don't know the kind of rain I've seen. You don't know pain, yeah. boy. <laughs> you don't know what I've been through. <laughs> it's in like weeks of rain. It's, like oh trench my foot. God, man. You can't even describe the things that people go through. That's why I love it when you meet a random person who planted.
0: You're like, "Yo, it's, yeah." Yeah,
1: it's not the same when they're like, "I planted one season and then I hated yeah, it." Yeah, fuck those When people. you meet people and like, "Yeah, I planted for like my whole way through school. Yeah. You meet them and you're like, yes. Fuck yeah. You and I are friends right away. Yeah. Pretty much. Man, pretty dude. much.
0: Yeah, dude. Cause here's the thing about planting. Like you cannot be a dick and survive that whole thing. The dicks always quit. It's fucking happened every time, man. All the people that ended up like finishing the contract and like staying there, they're cool fucking people, man. There's something special about them. Cause in order to survive that shit, you have to have a certain like character, you know, you have to treat people a certain way. You have to be a, a fucking like decent person in order to complete an entire season of tree planting, man.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: even if you, you're not at the beginning, you will be at the end of the season, man. If you survive that whole thing, cause you get fucking humbled. You, you, you learn how to like, how to work fucking hard, man. Shit.
1: Yeah. It is <laughs> the most, it's like the most humbling thing ever. Yeah, man this is a good example of like what we were talking about earlier. Like I mm-hmm. just yesterday, I was like, I have all these vacation days. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm going to go to Costa Rica on a surf trip. Nice. Like in October or something. That's sick. And I started like, just kind of bring it up. And a few people who I know were like, man, you're going to spend so much money though. You're going to spend so much money. Like why? I don't know. Man. Why are you, you just went to us on a surf trip in the, in the spring. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but this is how I want to live My life. Like these are the things that bring me so much joy and happiness, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I have to do these things because they keep me myself and they keep me like super pumped about everything that I'm doing. Exactly. It's just crazy to me that people like live in this vacation mentality where it's like, ah, I love rock climbing, but I'll I'll do it like maybe next weekend or like a couple weekends after. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you love it, why don't you just do that? Being happy and excited and super joyful is like the best kind of energy you can have. Totally, and it transfers man. to everything else. 100%, you, gotta, dude. you have to prioritize the things that bring you that kind of excitement. I
0: don't, I don't get those people, man. And most people are like that. They, I don't know how to explain it. Like they just live their lives and they're just, they're just like in this existence and they're like, kind of accept it. And they're like, okay, well, here I am. This is what I'm doing. And this is my job. And this is my, you know, my house that I have to pay and all this shit and blah, blah. And like, fuck man. Like, I'm going to go work at a meat packaging, whatever bullshit thing. I'm going to look like a loser, but I don't give a fuck. And it feels good, man, to not give a shit about that. Yeah. Like, but I feel like the majority of like the the, the big reason why people don't just go out there and do what they really want to do is because it's like, okay, how am I going to look to other people? You know, I got to have the house. I got to have the job. I got to have this. I got to have that. And fuck that. I mean, I'm not about that anymore. For sure. <clears throat> like, it's taken me a long time to like not give a fuck. I talk a lot about not giving a fuck, by the way. Yeah. It's my favorite Wait, I like how
1: you, you keep saying it takes <laughs> you so long, too. It's taking you so long. Yeah, like, man. man, you've been like that since I knew you. But I feel well, like yeah. it's a thing that, it's a process. It's, it's evolving
0: a, a lot, man. It's, yeah. it's like an and ongoing you go, process. You have to keep like feeding it. Like, you go off the track and, up and back on the track and blah, blah, blah. Right now I'm on a I'm like surfing a wave of I don't give a fuck. This feels beautiful. Because like when I had my job, there was a point where I was considering like no, maybe I can develop this as a career. So I was like really veering off the path of I don't give a fuck, going towards the path of like my career, my insurance, my house, my this, my that, my blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. And so yeah, it just it's it takes a long time. Like it's an evolving process. This process of not giving a fuck. <laughs> and uh yeah, man, like Every day you have to think about and you have to do something because you're 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 swimming upstream, you're swimming against the current, not giving a fuck. If you go up to a party or whatever and you talk about how you just got this new job as a lawyer and you know you just bought a condo, people are gonna clap at you, people are gonna say that's amazing, people are gonna like it's like you're swimming swimming with the stream because everybody else is doing the same thing, so like people encourage you to do that. But when you say something like oh, I work at a fucking, I'm going to work at a meat factory, or whatever. They're going to be like, who are you, bro? What's, what happened to you? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's going to be very weird. And you got to like, really like kick yourself in the ass and like say to yourself, yeah, I'm doing this and I don't give a fuck. And there's a big reason why I'm doing this. You know, it's, it's deep.
1: Yeah. It's so. going to be wild when people are like, what did you do before this? You're like, I used to be a manager at a production company office. <laughs> People going to be like, whoa, yeah. what are you doing in a little town in Alberta? Like, <laughs> now I'm training for the Olympics. It's like such a radical story.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's what I'm doing. It feels good. It feels good to just go out there and chase a dream.
1: Mark Manson's content is basically take responsibility for your situation. Like stop being such a bitch.
0: He basically is
1: like, just stop being a bitch. I like that that's sure. basically the concept of the whole book. And it's like, you're talking about how sad you are, all this shit. Have you ever thought that you're the only common denominator in all these things? Mm. And he's like, you know what? If you want a better job, it's a process. Why don't totally. you start doing something to get there? Cause that's the only way you're ever going to get there. The world is not going to piggyback you. And I kind of read that. and I was like, cool, cool. And I read that like, I don't know, two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Then like six months later, I read it. And then last year in this, like, I, I told you how I was working at a different agency, like doing an internship before I moved to Toronto. Right? Yeah, you
0: were an internship in London, then you came to Toronto, right? Yeah.
1: So yeah. man, to be totally honest, last, like a, a while ago, probably a year and a half ago, I was going to move to Vancouver. I was no fully way. ready to go. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move to Vancouver.
0: And do what? Their final job there?
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm going to get a marketing internship and start start my career out there. Mm-hmm. And then, and Luke and Bales were out there right. and they were, um, they were kind of like, man, it's so expensive. Like we don't have any like friends out here. And, um, not that I was really worried about that kind of thing, but, mm-hmm. um, I started talking to other people in the industry that I'm trying to work in mm-hmm. and trying to learn stuff about. And they're like, man, like Vancouver's just not that good for internships. And I was applying and emailing tons of people and getting nothing. Really? And I was like, whoa, this is pretty weird. Nothing. It's not good
0: for internships. What do do they mean? I don't get it. It's just,
1: it's just, I mean, Vancouver's a big city, but it's not like Toronto. Like there's just not tons of job opportunities Ah, to get in. It's not easy to get in. I see. So the opportunities are a little more scarce. So they get away with like not giving you as much opportunity or Mm -hmm. not paying you much or, Mm -hmm. um, and all those things. And I had friends move back. Luke and Bales moved back. They had other friends telling me that. Um, they moved to Toronto to try and get entry level jobs. Instead, they moved from Vancouver back to Toronto. So I had this awakening where I was like, Oh, like I love Vancouver, but I like really want to do this stuff and it's going to actually set me up for what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm going to just stay here in, in Ontario and use my social network and my professional network that I already have. Nice. And then I just started sitting around doing nothing. I was making like a website for someone like maybe every two or three weeks, just getting enough money to like tie me over.
0: Nice.
1: And I was literally doing nothing. And um I was I was hanging out with this girl at the time and that kind of nice. started disintegrating.
0: Love girls, dude. I love
1: girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, man. It's a weird similarity, I eh? Um yeah. But yeah, that like started not working out and it really actually woke me up. I was like, dude, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. And that, mm. that relationship kind of didn't work out because of things that I was doing.
0: Mm. And I
1: finally was for the first time, probably in my entire life, I fully realized that everything in my situation was my own creation. Wow. that's I was like, dude, dude that I, is a I huge. Yeah. I was like, that happened because of the way I was being. I have no, I'm not in marketing yet because of what I'm doing, yeah. all these other things. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to make this happen right now. I'm like really sick of thinking that it's just going to happen or something yeah, or, or yeah, delaying yeah. it. And I just started networking, got an, got an awesome internship opportunity. Nice. Worked that for a while, started networking a shit ton to try and get up here to get a way better job. Uh-huh. And it worked out perfectly. Nice. And so yeah, where, where like, do you
0: work now? What are do you doing now?
1: Uh, I work at an advertising agency and uh-huh. I basically run ad campaigns online. Wow. So, um, so I'm basically like having, uh,
0: having the mindful steward, that was what, part of what got you the job or no?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nice. You know what? Like it's not directly related, but uh-huh. having a knowledge of like how websites work, how the internet works, yeah. um, how content promotion works huh. has been a huge thing in getting me in my jobs. Nice. But it's crazy how like having those kind of, so, those creative outlets can just bring you credibility in just like mm-hmm. very slight ways. It's always getting me closer to the things I like doing because I love creating this content. Yeah. I
0: like and you, man.
1: I started the podcast a few weeks ago and a bunch of my coworkers were like, that is sick, man. Like, that's so awesome that you made a <laughs> podcast. Like, let me listen to that. Like, send me the link. And, yeah. um, it's like, it's just these people around you see you creating stuff, you know? Yeah, man. I think it's like such a good thing. I think more people should be like, I should just do this. Like it was actually so scary for me to start doing this stuff at first, dude. Yeah. It's like how, like how I was saying, I was afraid to even post articles at first, and now it's like wow. the most liberating thing. I'm like, ah, I just talked <laughs> about my own insecurities again. You, it's like you have nothing to hide from any situation once you just are totally open about it. Totally, I love it. I absolutely love it
0: yeah i know what you're saying with like putting stuff out there like even myself with like my video sometimes i'm like i'm scared that it's gonna be like cringy or weird or whatever so i try to be very careful what i put up there but i've had times where i'm like you know what fuck it i'm gonna put this up there and i put it up there and people love it they're like oh this is sick man you should do more stuff like this kind of thing so like the less afraid you are of what people are gonna think of you the better your shit is for the most part
1: you know for sure Because people can resonate with it. Exactly. You know, they can be like, "Ah, I had those same thoughts. Yeah. Those same things. Totally. I've never got negative feedback on anything I've ever put out there. Because I feel like as soon as you're willing to put stuff out there, it's like an appreciable thing. Exactly, Appreciable, appreciable.
0: People get the fact that you're putting yourself out there and you're kind of taking a bit of a risk. So they appreciate that. They're not going to, they're not going to fuck with you. Yeah. Especially face to face, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Like your content is out there though. I don't mean weird. Like I know like you clearly don't want it to be weird. Like I don't think it's weird. I obviously think yeah. it's sick. Yeah. Thanks man. Appreciate yeah. That. I've always loved that. Love your stuff. But Thanks, man. like I couldn't do what you do. You're like out there on the street, like just <laughs> yelling and shit. I don't know. Like I admire that because I would never do that. Like yeah, maybe man. I would, maybe I'll try that sometime just to like cross that, cross another boundary, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of what this podcast literally was all about. It's like, nice another boundary to cross and just new shit to learn too
0: man i like this so far it's cool man it's very different like how it comes out live compared to like what i was picturing like you know i was I was thinking like i remember you asked me on messenger you were like yeah what do you want to talk i'm like dude it's gonna be fucking endless man don't worry about it i got this blah blah, blah. but once you're in the moment it's different dude shit doesn't click as was well you wanted it to click blah blah yeah blah. but then you're like whatever you know i'm gonna go with this i'm gonna go with that blah, blah. anyways it's fucking cool i like
1: it dude. it's one thing i'm like realizing quickly mm-hmm. like i even now i wish that i had a little bit more preparation
0: yeah the prep dude
1: because it's a good huge. just like there are moments when I don't know what to say next. Yeah. And I should have ideas written down of what to say (laughs) next. Like I know you pretty well. I know tons of things that I could be asking you. And you
0: you think, yeah, you, you, you think it's going to come up to you automatically, but it's not, man.
1: Yeah. 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 But this is like a skill too, right? Like I I think that that's one thing I'll get better at is like navigating conversations and not necessarily like molding them to be what I want, but like flowing them in the slowly learning how to kind of have a conversation follow a particular path that I want it totally. to totally that is have the totally intro so kind of nice. blend into what we're, I want to talk
0: about with people and whatnot, yeah man because I could totally feel like if this was a podcast of me being a guest and someone else's podcast, it could be a completely different conversation based on like how the the presenter or the you know the interviewer guides the the the, the conversation you know it could be a completely fucking different podcast. So it's definitely a skill, man. It's interesting to see how it's going to, you know, evolve.
1: When it comes to, like, reading and spirituality and meditating and whatnot, like, what are you focusing on right now or, like, learning about? I don't, you know does what? that question even make <coughs> sense? I it feel does, like you've yeah. always got something that you're kind of yeah, totally. into next.
0: Man, I'm reading so many books right now because I'm my girlfriend. Fuck, I love my girlfriend, man. She's taught me, like... You know, when you like you hang around people that you want to be like, you start becoming more like those people. It's fucking huge. I remember like this one guy that loved running. He was like, man, I remember I went to Kenya and my running just became way better. I wasn't even training with these motherfuckers. I was just around them and I felt their vibe and I saw them and I admired them and I just started running way better. So the same thing is happening with my girlfriend. Like she's a fucking voracious reader and I'm like, fuck, I want to read that much too. So now instead of like coming home and like immediately going on YouTube or whatever, I'm like fuck let's, let's start reading this book because I wanna finish this because I got this next book and the next one and the next book. So anyways, I'm reading a lot right now. But it's really interesting though because I'm not even liking the non-fiction ones as much. I'm liking the fiction ones way more. Um, like really let me, see, let me see if I can grab Well just cause man like okay. see. What Whatever I read. Actually wait, I've read a couple. I'll bring these. I know this motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like for example this one i read it's called all the light we cannot see with by anthony Doerr, and it's just about like the second world war it's like it's like not based on a true story but it's about like the story of like a young blind french girl and a young german guy that gets put into like a nazi school since he was young <clears throat> and i don't know i think what i like about these like fiction books is kind of the vibe that it puts me in. Um, I went through a time where I was reading mostly nonfiction books and I was just like reading them really fucking fast and I just wanted to get them over with and like I wanted to like receive the knowledge and improve and improve and improve and improve and be a better person blah 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 blah. but now I'm more in a vibe of like I just want to enjoy my life and it's very connected to how I'm living my life in general because for example i really wanted to like accomplish a bunch of stuff before but now i mean i'm not doing this like olympic thing which is a huge accomplishment i want to do but in general the way i really see myself is just being a cool fucking chill guy that just has a good time that is how i view it i don't picture myself like i'm gonna have this job or this house or this i just picture myself at 50 years old being a cool chill guy that has a good time it's very humble it's very simple But that's what makes me happy, man. You know, just to be able to wake up in the morning and be like, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm having a good time today. I'm not worried about things. I'm not trying to do this. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not stressed out. I'm just like living this fucking little 100 years of life. And that's it. So these fiction books kind of get me into that sort of vibe. Like I just start thinking like, oh, wow. Like it just puts you in this way of viewing the world. You know, let's say like if you were to like narrate your life, like right now we're having this conversation, if we, if this conversation was being like narrated, it's almost like we would be, um, we would be way deeper into it because it'd be not like, you know, we'd be like, there was a white table, the microphone was heavy, but we still blah, blah, blah. The two guys were talking to each other and they were in this room, this small room. It was a little damp. It was kind of hot. Like, I don't know, you just get into this vibe and you start thinking about your life in this way cooler way. Like, The way the author writes is the way you start viewing your life after you put the book down. So I fucking love that. Like to me, it's all about vibes rather than like dumping a bunch of knowledge into my head, you know, which honestly, like a lot of uh, nonfiction books get me into that mode, too. Like this book I I read, too, is called Endure. It's about running um, by Alex Hutchinson. Same thing, like, when I started run, I started wanting to run more, and I'm like, fuck, I want to run more, I'm going to exercise, and so I just, I, like, I read the books to get into the vibe, you know?
1: Yeah, fair enough. Interesting. Yeah. There's one thing that you said in one of your videos years ago that I ha- literally has stuck in my brain, uh-huh. and I've used it in my own my own articles a few no times, but it? you were like, I'm just... I'm just one little guy living my little existence.
0: Yeah. And he's like, there's no
1: need for all this other stuff to be impacting that. It's just me and my own little world. Like totally, man, dude, it's like, what if you, this is such a corny thing to say, but what if you just died tomorrow? Like what yeah. if, what if your house just collapsed on our head right now? Like, 100%, man. man, would you be bummed about what you've done? I don't even know. I feel like I've actually done a lot of shit that I want to. I've lived Hell in a yeah. way that I'm pretty happy with, but it's like, man, that's a, actually a real thing. Like, what is, what is the, like, what the fuck this, is this going can on go right so now. deep here, but yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, you could be like 30 and be like, ah, oh, I finally made it. Now I have enough money to buy a sick pool so that my kids can jump in it. So dumb. It's like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I know, just,
0: like, that idea. It's like, a
1: risky way to live.
0: Like, yeah, dude, I love that idea of like my little existence. Cause it's like you just kind of get stoked about your little life. You're like, okay, this is what this, like I have this like little gift, this little time that I have here, this little video game that I'm playing, it's called life. And you stop taking it seriously. It's like, it's almost like you're kind of like floating. Like you're like, you're, it's this existence, this little dream that you're living. And you're like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to fucking leave, live this dream. Right. It's not so much like I'm going to wake up and I have to go to school and I have to go to work and I have to do this. Like, Everybody seems to be in this very serious kind of mode, serious sort of reality of looking at everything like, this is not a game. This is not, you know, this is serious. This is fucking concrete reality. And most people live their lives like that. But when you're thinking like, I'm just living this little existence, it's like, holy fuck, you're right, man. You're just chilling. It's the most
1: enlightening thing to think that. I think that all the time. It's almost become like a mantra, if you will, of mine. And you coined that, so you get all the credit. (laughs) I think one of the best things I have going for me in that regard is like, Mm -hmm. I'm just overall, I'm just a pretty content dude. And that's because, you know, on the weekends, I just do what I want to do. Like I hang out with people all the time. That's like, I live like pretty close to the water. I go down to the water and just like sit there and read or sit there and like listen to an audiobook, or go for a run down there. Like amazing. I just am always doing shit that I want to be doing. And it kind of keeps me in the right spot, you know? It keeps Mm -hmm. me in the right headspace. And you're kind of like that too. And a lot of my friends are like that. I feel like I've been really fortunate to have a lot of friends who just...
0: They're almost the kind of
1: people who couldn't do anything they wouldn't want to do. Yeah. So they are like entrepreneurs. They have cool jobs. They're doing really neat stuff. That's awesome. Or they have awesome hobbies or they're just like really awesome influences, you know? And I, I, I feel super super like fortunate to have that like friend network man it's
0: also i feel like a lot of it has to do with just like your outcome like the way you look at your situation like you in in, in general there's people out there that could be like so he's, how old are you right now 27
1: yeah i'm 27 27
0: so there's people that could be right now i actually have a friend man james who has a job probably pretty similar to yours and he is desperate to find a new job like his outcome is like fuck man is that the right word outcome his view on life is what I'm trying to say yeah perspective perspective yeah on his own life is like fuck I'm not where I wanna be man I need to be farther and farther and farther and he's always like constantly like grinding his gears to try and get to where he wants to get and he's never gonna quite get there cause he's always gonna try and search for that next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, the next thing I, th- I find
1: yeah
0: Um, but you for example are in pretty much the same position as he is and you're fucking stoked about it why because you're into all this self um the self-awareness stuff this improving yourself all this stuff like this outcome that you have on your life i am super stoked about my situation right now even before i i knew that i was moving to canmore i was stoked about my life being a fucking uber driver dude and there's millions of people out there who would be like i would fucking kill myself if i was an uber driver (laughs) but i i loved all these things that people couldn't see i love the fact that i don't have a boss man like i wake up every morning and i say what do i want to do today i don't give a fuck i'm gonna do whatever If I want to drive, I'll drive. If I don't want to drive, I don't drive. Whatever. I'll be broke if I don't drive. And you know, obviously there's like, there's parameters. I can't go crazy. I can't like leave the city for two months. i have to make some money. But in general, like there's this space of freedom inside me that I've never had in my life. And I didn't even appreciate being an Uber driver before I had this crazy job that I had. Because I used to be in this exact same situation. It's funny, man. I used to be in this exact same situation being just an Uber driver and I felt desperate. When I first got to Toronto, I had all the freedom in the world. I I lived in this cool place with my friend, James. I had a good time. I could party whenever I wanted to party. I could have a good time whenever I wanted to have a good time. I had pretty decent friends, but I felt like, oh my God, no, I'm not where I want to be. This sucks. This is horrible. I need to find the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. And now I found that next step. I had that job. I didn't like it. And I'm back to where I started, but with a completely different perspective. And I feel amazing.
1: It's yeah. fucking crazy, man. Yeah. It's because you tried it and yeah. you saw exactly... You experienced it and exactly. you're like, well, Not now, my I, thing. now I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ignorance... Ah, I was going to say ignorance is bliss, but that's the complete opposite. (laughs) It's like you tried it and now you know, and now it's a lot more bliss. bliss. Yeah. Knowledge knowledge is is bliss. bliss. That's such a better term. (laughs) Although ignorance is bliss is so true too. It's like, I don't think about politics (laughs) and it feels pretty good. I don't worry about politics because I don't think about it. (laughs) So like you have a pretty good headspace, and like you have a good mindset and you've always Mm -hmm. kind of had this consistent view on things. Yeah. Like how do you maintain that? Do you like, is it just the, it's just a, just the thoughts that you're always thinking or are you like kind mm-hmm. of journaling or like you're meditating? I know you meditate.
0: I do meditate. Yeah, I do meditate. I try to do it every day. Um, I don't know, man, honestly, I feel like since I've been a kid, I've always been like a pretty happy guy. I've, I've gone through like ups and downs for sure. And you know, you can't always be like super happy or whatever, but man, honestly, a lot of it, I feel like it's just because like, I'm very lucky. Like I just came from a pretty nice family my mom was always very loving um I feel like I didn't do a fucking thing to be who I want to be I think about this so often man it's like all these fuckers out there everything they're they're doing it's because of their upbringing because of everything they've done everything they've experienced in their lives it's all like kind of summed up to this point at which they're at right now in their lives um that's not very useful to anyone I'm basically just saying like I am the way I am because I'm, I'm lucky but I don't know. I guess it has to do with a lot of different things. Definitely meditating. Um, thinking a lot about like, um, fuck, it's going to sound so lame, but like drinking enough water, like eating the right food, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um,
1: no, just, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's such a real thing. Like, just, yeah. Focusing on your health is a huge yeah. thing for your mindset. Yeah, man. Just generally like
0: really sitting there and just thinking, okay, how do I fucking feel right now? Oh, I'm in this job that I really hate. Okay. Just doing like a lot of self-introspection and, and taking the the risk, taking all the, the necessary risks in order to get to where you want to get. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. really like my answer there.
1: No, that's fair enough. Like yeah. you're just like, you're self-analyzing a lot. Yeah. I do a lot of self-analyzation exactly. Yeah. Which and is basically what I do, but I do it in journaling most time. Like most, I feel like I'm self-analyzing all the time. Yeah. But Yeah. I like take time to journal, especially lately. Like honestly, since I started this podcast, the Mm -hmm. first girl was a mindset coach and she put me on to all these content creators who talk about, it's honestly law of attraction stuff, Mm -hmm. but law of attraction ties in with mindset mastery. And like Mm -hmm. the fact that if you, like you can actively stop thinking about the things that make you feel shitty or like the fears ahead of you. And you can start just thinking about the good things ahead of you. I love that. And you can—the more you do that, the more your subconscious shifts, and something happens, and you're like, "That's awesome! This could happen now." Yeah. Instead of being like, "Oh shit!" (laughs) Now I'm like, "Now I'm screwed again." (laughs) Like I look, I feel like true. So I've literally since it's pretty funny because I said this on my last podcast too. Same kind of thing. But since that, since interviewing her. I've just journaled, like, every single day.
0: That's amazing. And it's been
1: so good for my mentality. Like, so good. But it's probably just me taking more time to self-analyze. You just become even more self-aware. That's really what it's doing.
0: I I really like what you were saying there. It reminded me of this little video I saw of this, like, he probably must have been, like, 12 years old or 10 years old, this Indian kid who was basically saying, um, whatever you practice every day is who you're going to be. So like, what do you practice every day? Do you practice being angry? Do you practice being anxious? Do you practice being impatient? Then you will be impatient. You will be anxious. You will be this. If you practice something else, if you practice peace, if you practice happiness, if you practice um, perseverance, you will be all those things. Like it was so simple what he said, but it made so much sense. And it ties in really well to what you're saying about like journaling and self-analyzing. Like the more you practice this thing, the better you become it and you start doing little things you said at first you're doing snippets and then you're doing way more and way more and this is like this snowball effect and that's where the law of attraction comes in where it's like everything you are touching you're attracting is what you want to be all of a sudden and you're just like in this fucking huge snowball of like everything you want to be and you're just in the, on a roll and it feels fucking good man so yeah. I really agree with that yeah, yeah
1: I love that yeah. what that uh, that boy said like yeah. that's a, such a good quote dude yeah, I, gotta, I gotta remember to write that down yeah but yeah, like I feel like it's so when you're in the moment, it's so hard to observe your thoughts. But that's yeah. where it all,
0: meditation
1: it and all of that is learning how to observe your thoughts. But exactly, like be, choosing to be revengeful or angry or like fearful, those are all things that are probably worse for you for choosing to feel them than they are for whoever or whatever situation you're trying to 100%, impact. 100%. Man, dude, and the one thing, like. There's little snippets I keep taking from these law of attraction videos because I don't want to like be regurgitating all the kind of hocus pocus yeah. side of it, but they they talk about intuition a lot.
0: Uh-huh. And then
1: one thing I keep hearing over and over again that I never really realized is like fear and anger and emotions like that are never intuition, but people always mistake uh-huh. them for that. So they're like, this doesn't feel good this feels scary, like, I don't want to talk to that person, I don't want to, like, go for that, it doesn't feel good, my intuition's telling me it's bad, Mm. that is not your intuition, that's you (laughs) being afraid, that's, like, like totally different, like, interesting, totally different, but, Hmm. um, do you have anything else that you're up to these days that is just, like, super Um, interesting?
0: Not much, man, it's just the whole, the Olympics thing, the training stuff, um, Yeah, my plan is to just kind of live over there for, like, the next four years, train, um, try to make it to the Olympics, the 2022 Beijing Olympics. I'm saying it so much now. I used to not tell anyone about this thing because I was afraid that if I didn't make it, it I would look weird. But now I'm just saying it as much as I want to and just, like, if it doesn't happen, then whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so train there for four years and then as soon as that whole thing is done, then, um my thing is going to be, I'm going to get a bunch of different jobs so that I can learn how to like build a house basically. Like that's my plan. Awesome. So I'll do like electric, electric, uh, electrician, do like plumbing, do like woodworking, carpentry, all that shit, learn about concrete, and masonry, all that bullshit. And then one day get to a spot where I can like literally just build my own house and spend like four years building my own house.
1: That's amazing.
0: So that's, that's my next plan after that.
1: Nice. <laughs> it's cool, man. Being able to build things. Yeah, dude. Like I, I seriously never, it's funny. I grew up, I feel like most dads, I guess you're from Mexico. I don't know if your mm. dad's the same, but most dads here, regardless of like what they do for a living, know how to build shit. Yeah. And my <laughs> dad that, man. my dad knows how to build so much stuff and he <laughs> did not pass that down. And like, <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't know how to, I didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. And then I worked a few like labor jobs as a student and stuff like for friends and and then I when I like had a torn ACL I shaped a surfboard and it was just me with tools all day like looking at these like really fine edges and trying to make it perfectly shaped and it was the most fun dude and I like I know that when I'm older and I have a garage or something I'll have I will have something like that I think I'll buy a motorbike But it's more of a tinkering project. Like I've got like a shitty old Yamaha, (laughs) something like that and just have like a project to work on with my hands. But I think that stuff is so cool. Dude, like working with your hands feels
0: so good, man. I don't know why. Well, I do know why actually it's because we're on our computers all day. We're doing all these like, or like reading books or doing all these like mental things for the most part. So once you start working with your hands, it just feels good. You feel so present, man. Actually, where I got the inspiration to build my own house was also in Michigan when I was in with this Bob dude, with the cross-country skiing guy. This guy built his own house, and it was beautiful. This fucking house. And he was like, "Yeah, so the electric." He was just like this, like lame dude that like he just kind of worked really hard, and he loved working, and he learned things bit by bit. Like he didn't seem like that impressive of a guy. Like I would think the guy that can build his own house is this amazing fucking guy. No, it was just a simple-minded, chill dude that loved to work and he built his own house and we had to we had to do this job where we had to like wash this car and the inside of the car or whatever and he just started like scrubbing the, the inside of the car and he's like i don't know man i just feel relaxed when i'm doing this like if i'm not doing anything i feel weird i just feel relaxed doing this and i'm like damn man you're right like i started looking at this work that he was doing instead of like it being this like taxing thing more of us like a relaxing like kind of like um, medit- meditation kind of state kind of thing It's like, wow, this is fucking amazing.
1: (laughs) Wax on, wax off. It's like Karate (laughs) Kid.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's what I want to do. I just, like, I want to be in a point in my life where, like, every little decision, every little action that I make has a a deep reason for it. It's very direct. It's not like I'm at this job so that I can make money, so that I can buy a house, so that I can, no, no, no. It's just, like, literally waking up in the morning and living this thing, you know, this fucking life and just moving around and, you know, just being myself and, you know, having a good time. Awesome. Just the whole process of it is what really matters, you know?
1: I love that. Yeah, man. I was going to ask you, cause I feel like this is a good time to maybe start tailing it off. I was going to be yeah. like, what's your, what is your end goal? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah. But like, you basically just said it. Yeah. There is no goal, man. The goal is like the activity itself. Just basically. be content with the whole, the whole process. Yeah. Yeah, man. Enjoying exactly. the process is like the best part. Hell yeah, man. Really. Um, I totally agree though. I think, Life is so much more simple mm-hmm. than than it's it made out to out be, to be yeah. man. It's crazy, like hundred percent, dude. People overcomplicate the shit out
0: of everything. Like the the in the end, all we want is to just feel good, to feel okay, and we go through all these crazy fuck. We jump over all these hoops and try and do all these fucking things just to feel good, and it's way more simple than that, man. You don't need much you don't need to overcomplicate things like we usually do in these big cities and these like complicated societies you just fucking have to feel good and do your thing <laughs>